With the Montreal Canadiens trying to make cap room, the big question is, can they move Carey Price and his contract? Is it possible? It may not be likely, but is it impossible? If it is possible, how can they move it and where can they move them? If it's not possible, why is it not? Is it likely to happen, yes or no? These are the things we talk about. With Treg Wilson, who wrote about it, thehockeywriters.com. He joins me coming up on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast brought to you by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage, if the last time you went to Lacage was when it was called La Casual Spa, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. As a matter of fact, I'm just coming back from Lacage. I absolutely loved it. The steak, um, 40 days aged, sirloin, triple A, with some peppercorn sauce on top, with a salad, with some vinaigrette. I went with a uh, more of a healthy alternative and uh, absolutely loved it. Hey, um, the Canadian season, you know, Camp will be, rookie camp will be in the second week of September or whatever it is. And before you know it, it's going to happen like that. One of the things we saw here in the offseason in the trading of Jeff Petrie, and Kent Hughes has made it very public. He said it on a couple of occasions. He wants to make cap room. He wants to put the Canadians in a better position in terms of having some cap room going forward. And so when you say something like that, you take a look at the players who make a lot of money on the cap or the most money to see whether or not those players are going to be moved. And, you know, the first one that comes to mind is Carey Price, who makes the most money on the team at $10.5 million a year. And then you'll look at Brendan Gallagher, who makes $6.5 million per year. But right now we're talking Carey Price. We know it would be difficult to move him and his contract. But is it impossible? Yes or no? And what are the options that are available to the Canadians? And if they wanted to move it, how can they get this done? Well, one guy who wrote about it is Treg Wilson of HockeyWriters.com, TheHockeyWriters.com. He joins me for the first ever time on the Sick Podcast. Treg, what's going on? We have Treg. Going once. Going twice. We got Treg. All right. (laughs) I was scared for a second there. So maybe this guy doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> no, I just clicked on something wrong. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, there you can see uh, T-R-E-G-E Wilson underscore T-H-W for the hockey writers. That's his Twitter handle where you can read all of his stuff right there. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Tony? Very, very well. Thanks for accepting the invitation. 
I saw your article. I read it. I thought it was really, really interesting. I thought it could be a good point of discussion. And here we are. All right. Okay. So, Carey Price, four years left on his contract, 10.5 per season. A lot of people are looking at that contract and saying, impossible to move. What are the options, Treg? It's not impossible to move. Um, the issue is Carey Price got final say, and he has a total no-move clause on his contract, which means he's going to go where he wants to go. So here's the issue. You have right now four teams that can outright take his contract without – with full cap, they can take the tent like Arizona. Uh, I believe it's Arizona, Winnipeg, or not Winnipeg, uh, Islanders, and a, and a couple other teams. They they can flat out have enough money, salary cap to take take his contract. But the Islanders don't really need Carey Price. Will Carey Price go to Arizona? Uh, Dallas could do it with money coming back. There's talk there where Ottinger's kind of doing his thing, whether he, he, he wants his money. But uh, uh, I don't think it's impossible. I just think it's going to take a lot of magic between two teams to get it done. Here's um, Let's discuss the challenges, all right? Yeah. So with all due respect to Carey Price, I'm another team in the National Hockey League. Carey Price um, played a handful of games last year, won one of them, didn't look really good in the others. He's 35 years old. He's got 10.5 left for the next four years. I don't know if I'm getting a healthy carry price. He was in the player's assistance program one year ago. Why would I want to add carry price at $10.5 million? The only way I'd be willing to is, of course, if I give up a player who's making a lot of money, who probably is in a similar circumstance, probably was injury-plagued, probably had some issues of some sort. Um, and, you know, we trade at that point. But in, in terms of Carey Price having his no movement, I mean, if that was the issue, and I don't think it is, hmm. Carey Price would waive his no movement. He's been 15 years with the Montreal Canadiens. That's a long time. And this organization um, has decided on a rebuild. He's without a Stanley Cup. It's the only thing missing on his resume, really. Yeah, if but I'm yeah, Price, I waive the no move. Depends on where he's going. Depends but on where he's going. Where he's going. Like, I mean, he's not going to waive a no move to go to Arizona. Unless he decides at that point, you know what? There's, because there's two options, right? When you when you decide yeah. to move somewhere, it's either you decide to move to a contending team that gives you a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Or you move to a team where there's going to be, you know what, good city, good weather, no pressure. You'll just, you know what, you'll be able to um, enjoy yourself uh, away from the ice as well. Look, Arizona is a great spot. Like, I know a lot of people who want to move to Arizona. So even though they probably won't be able to deliver them a Stanley Cup in the next three or four years, if you just want to have, go to a place where there's little pressure, in terms of hockey, and you'll be able to live a very, you know, normal life uh, away from the cameras and stuff like that. Arizona's a great spot. Yeah, it would be, and uh, I guess that would depend. At 35, does Kerry, like you said earlier, does Kerry want his cup? If he wants his cup, then 
But I mean, he also has to be realistic. Uh, nobody contending right now could take even 50% of his salary really without another contract coming back. And if another contract's coming back, how is Montreal really clearing their cap space, especially if they're keeping 50%, you know, 25 to 50% of his, his cap hit, which would be around $5 million. All right. So, so now look, let's discuss a buyout. Does a buyout make sense? Buyout is totally ridiculous. Um, you save a total over eight years of $2.3 million. That's it. Over eight years. Yeah. So let's do the math here. <laughs> Basically right, so- what happens is they have to end up paying out. Is it not 67% over uh, double the duration of the contract or something like that, right? So Correct. he's got four years left. They'd have to end up paying it out over eight years. Eight years, right. So what they would pay in his first buyout year, they're, they're the buyout the cost is $583,000. The problem with it is you have the initial cap hit and the signing bonus. So the signing bonus, Carey Price's signing bonus is what screws up the whole buyout process for Montreal because you have to add that on to the bio cost, which means it would cost them in the first year. Next, say they bought them out for this year, it would still cost them $7.3 million this year, seven next year, six the next two, and then they're negative 583 on the cap for the final four years. So you're not really saving anything. All right. So if I was a betting man, uh, Betway, for the love of the game, sign up and deposit on Betway for a 100% deposit bonus. The easiest sports book for Canadians. E-transfers are accepted immediately, by the way. Um, you know, I probably, if he were going to be traded, you'd have to think that a three-way trade would make a lot more sense than a two-way trade because, you know, that one of the teams that you trade with could be on the hook for 50%. The other team could be on the hook for 25 and you take 25 that would make a lot more sense than actually trading him to a team unless you're trading for a player in a similar situation. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And that would work out with teams such as Dallas, who's looking for a goaltender, and they could kind of compete, I guess. I guess they're close to competing. Uh, It could work for – you know what? I think that would even work for maybe a team like – Oh, I'm trying to uh, Edmonton, maybe if they're looking for a better goaltender, I mean, they're six over the cap, but if they could get rid of a, a large contract and another team comes in, like say one of the bottom teams like Arizona, or, I mean, you know, imagine Buffalo in a couple of years with a great goalie. They, 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 they're, they're building the team there. Uh, they have the cap space to, to bring in carry. They have the cap space for carry. They could carry his whole contract if they wanted to, like, don't know why they would, but um, but a three-way trade that that would probably be the best way to work it, and that where Montreal isn't paying almost half of of, of Price's contract. Well, Trag, then there's the major complication in all of this, of course, and this is the uh, this is why you know where it becomes even more difficult is his health status. Um, exactly, you know, is Carey Price going to start the 2022-2023 season? with the Montreal Canadiens on time. If he's not going to start, when is he going to play? And when he does play, how will then he respond? Well, and, and that's the the giant elephant in the room when it comes to Carey Price. So we can talk all day long on what teams could have him and where could he go. But as of right now, I don't think anyone's looking at him. I don't think anyone's even thinking about him going just for the simple fact is, all right, he came back last year, but his knee swelled up after every game. 
He had issues with his knee. He had that uh, uh, surgery where they put the PPR or whatever they call it, whatever they put in his yeah, knee. Yeah. And uh, now we have to wait till next week or the week after we see the doctor. What is it? It's called uh, plasma. Plasma something repair Plate, or platelets or something or whatever, whatever yeah. it's called. Anyway, yeah. I know we'll end up, I'll end up finding out what it's called after. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, but apparently he responded well to that. The doctors were pleased with how that went. But until he actually gets on the ice and starts uh, doing hockey things, I don't know if he's doing that. Montreal's been pretty quiet about the whole Carey Price situation all summer, to be honest with you. Until um, he gets on the ice, you're never going to know what it's going to be like. And yeah, I mean, you have Jake Allen on an expiring contract. Platelet-rich plasma. There you go. That's what it is, right? Platelet or platelet-rich plasma. So PRP. Yeah. P PRP, yeah. Okay, now um, who, you know, who thinks Carey Price is going to start the season on time? Not too many I kind of do. I kind of do. You do, I eh? think he is. I, I think Stefan Waite, kind of his little interview there, he had a lot to say about it. I think he's – oh, maybe I'm just hopeful. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but uh, I, I think he Look, might. Look, I, I, I like Stefan Wade a lot. He's been on the Sick yeah. Podcast, open invitation for him anytime. I'd love for him yeah. to be able to join me at some point. Um, probably not going to happen, uh, but um, for another reason. But, um, you know, early on when he was, uh, you know, as close as they are, and they are close, um, when uh, Carey Price entered the Players Assistance Program, uh, I, I think, you know, he had said that, uh, you know, it was not an addiction of any kind. Uh, it was maybe something else. And then Carrie Price came out and basically said that said, it, was, yeah. it was an yeah. addiction. Uh, there was there was there was substance abuse there. So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, as much as we know someone, all right, we don't always have all the inf sometimes we do have all the information. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, based on what I hear. Uh, members of the Montreal Canadiens are not convinced that Carey Price is going to be there in camp, and they're not convinced that Carey Price is going to start the season. I know we all hope that he will. Yeah. We'd love to see him rebound. It was so nice to see him win that game last year at the end of the year, the last game of the season. Um, but, you know, you take a look at the images and you take a look at him waving to his family who were there at the game and stuff like that. I, You know, this is a gut thing more than anything else, Treg. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Carey Price ends up being on a long-term injury reserve at some point here, and his career kind of ends the way Shea Weber's ended. And I think yeah. that's the way it's going to go down. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised either, Tony. Like I say, I, I think he, the way I envision it, I think he he tries to start, maybe gets a few games in, and then realizes it's not. Similar to uh, the Tuka Rastic situation last year with uh, with Boston, although I believe he just played in uh, in the AHL. I don't think he played any games in Boston, but uh, um, that's how I think it's going to go. Um, I'm not a listen. I don't think Carey Price is going to last four more years. I really don't. Um, I mean, for a goaltender, knee and hip that's that's big things. That that that's that's not minor things for a goalie. And uh, he's been dealing with it, I believe, since all the way back since the Kreider hit, especially with his knee. And uh, to play that long, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure through the playoffs there yeah. a couple of years ago, he was hurt 
through the entire like Weber was. And yeah, I, I would, you know what? I would not be shocked. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on him starting, but I would not be shocked if you're right. I would not be shocked if he maybe doesn't come back. I mean, there's a lot of money yeah. on the table, so he's not going to retire early. That's for sure. He's well, no, he's not going to leave money on the table. Um, no. And by the, I, I believe Rask did play a handful of games uh, last year down the stretch for the Bruins, but uh, you're right about that. Carey Price is not going to leave money on the table, nor would yes. you, no. nor would I. <laughs> not at all. And I mean, Shea Weber was a bit different because if he were to retire next year or the year after, he was only leaving a million bucks. So it's yeah. Carey Price is leaving $42 million over the next four years. That's a, that's a lot of money that uh, he's, he's not going to leave. Speaking of different, this podcast, the sick podcast is different. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, comment sick. If you love it, that's our way of feeling the love. And if you're listening on audio, please leave a five-star review and write as a comment the word sick. S-I-C-K. And if you'll allow me, Treg, uh, about 20 seconds or so, I want to let everyone know who's watching and you can follow on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. The Sick Podcast is going to be tweaked going forward. So if you like what you're seeing and what you're hearing, I'm going to tell you right now that in about a month from now, you're absolutely going to love it. Let's take a look at this real quick. There you have it. Stay tuned. Montreal, the sick podcast with Tony Marinaro is getting sicker. Uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know when it's time on what we have in mind, but we're going to take it to another level. I think you're really going to enjoy it. All right. Okay. Let me ask you, Treg, yep. if you were another NHL team, never mind what Montreal Canadiens fans hope for, wish for, what they want to see done with the cap. With the information that you have at your availability, which is we don't have all the info. The only thing we know is that Carey Price had PRP in the offseason, is needed a respond for most of last season. Uh, he played a handful of games. He won the last one. He's 35 years old. He's got four years left on his contract at $10.5 million per year. Uh, he didn't start the season on time last year. He was in the Players Assistance Program. Uh, there's a lot of things we can say. Would you try to acquire Carey Price if you were another team? And, and respectfully. No. Me neither. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. It, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth the money. If, if No. Ba based on what we know now about Carey Price, absolutely not. Jake Allen, oh. yes. Carey Price, no. Yeah, so it's either an LTIR or you're stuck with, you know, Carey, if he, if he doesn't go on long-term injury and he does play, uh, I don't want to say you're stuck with because, of course, he had a he had a great career and he's uh, yeah. you know at his best he was very very good. Um, if he gets healthy again, I'm sh I'm still sure that he can be a very good goalie. But so it's either going to be an LTIR or he ends up finishing his career with the Canadians. I'm I'm going to bet with that he's going to give it a shot. He's going to try and come back at one point if the need doesn't respond. It'll be an LTIR and it'll be a Shea Weber retirement over the next uh, several years. That's the way I think. Uh, it'll go down. Jake Allen, a word or two on him. Would you trade him? Yes. Why? I would probably trade him closer to the trade deadline. He's on an expiring contract. Uh, it's only $2.8 million, uh, so you're not going to save a whole lot. But uh, near the trade deadline, you're going to have those teams that are searching for that goalie because, I mean, 
Look at Vegas right now. Uh, Dallas is an issue in now. I wouldn't have an issue trading him now. I just think his value would be better at the trade deadline. So let's say you uh, trade him now. And price is hurt. Who are your goalies in Montreal? You're going to have to go with uh, Montembeau, and I would pick somebody off the waiver wire or some cheap free agent. I would leave uh, Primo in Laval. Yeah, I'd leave Primo in Laval too. Primo has to play a chunk yeah. of games in Laval. That's that's yeah. where his development has to has to continue. Uh, and he did real well with Laval last year down the stretch. So yeah, I think one more full year with Laval, and then I think he'll be ready. Um, I you know what I I. Any team would want an insurance policy at the trade deadline, especially in goal, and especially if a team has a goalie who's injured at the deadline or a goalie who they're unsure of at the deadline. So I'm going to agree with you on that one as well. If they want to trade Jake Allen, the best time to do it will be at the trade deadline. And you know what? I think Jonathan Drouin, unless he has a fantastic season and convinces everyone within the management team, He'll probably be dealt at the trade deadline as well. And maybe there may be another veteran or two who might have a year or two left on his contract who may be dealt as well. Listen, the Canadians want to make cap room, right? I think they've made that yeah. very clear. Yeah. Uh, Druin's another expiring contract, but I think Druin would have to have a hell of a season in order for him to convince anyone. And uh, he said, though, we're not too long ago that his wrist isn't the same. Uh so I think depending on how he plays under Martin St. Louis, you never know, but I say he's gone at the deadline, dad and any expiring contract that things gone at the deadline for, yeah. for assets. And I think Mike Huffman, I think you're going to see Mike Huffman on the move either before the season or during the season. Wouldn't be surprised. Does Slavkowski start the season with the Canadians in your opinion? Uh, yes. I agree with you. Yeah. Geez, I'm agreeing on everything, Treg. I don't know if I'm ever going to get you back. We agree <laughs> on everything here. But I, listen, I'll say this about Drouin. If he can't get going under Marty St. Louis, uh, hard to imagine him getting going under anyone else. Well, this will be his third coach, and it'll be the third coach that now, – Now, granted, if you take his average points, like not based on the games he played, but if you take an average already too, he's, he's a 48 to 50-point guy. Yeah. That's pretty good for – that's not terrible. Like No, it's not terrible. It's just that when he was drafted third overall in the year that Nathan McKinnon was drafted yeah. first overall and Barkov was drafted second, Drew a third, and um, it was uh, – hold on a second. Uh, is it, why, why is his name escaping me? The big defenseman, everyone. What, what's his name? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, well, why, why did I go there? Why did I do this? <laughs> Uh, Chicago, Chicago Blackhawks. Why am I doing this? Oh, formerly, uh, formerly a uh, a uh, Columbus Blue Jacket. Why am I? Uh, why am oh, I doing this? Uh, Jones. Uh, Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, he was drafted fourth overall by the Nashville Predators back. Yeah. Uh, Elias Lindholm was fifth, and Sean Monahan was sixth, and uh, Darnell Nurse was seventh, and all. Anyway. Bo Horvat ended up going ninth. Anyway, yeah, that draft, okay? So that draft, um, you're right, 48 to 50 points, it's not terrible. The, the issue would Ian, he and McKinnon had lit up the league, right, with, with the Halifax Mooseheads, and a lot of people expected Jonathan Drouin to be a point-per-game player in the National Hockey. And they did. I think the issue was when Bergevin brought him over, he hyped him up as to be that next French 
guy that's going to help lead the Montreal Canadiens as the top center, which he never was going to be. And he, he was going to be their, I don't know, their superstar. I, I You know what? I thought he was going to be a Francophone star in Montreal. I wouldn't have given up Sergeyev, obviously, but I did think he was going to be a Francophone star. I love the way he ran the power play uh, when he was with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He had come off a very, very impressive playoff where I think he had picked up a point per game in the playoffs or maybe just did, a little yeah. bit more, just a little bit less or whatever it was. Uh, and, um, and uh, you know, I, I thought he was going to do a lot better in Montreal. But Montreal, when you are... You know, a Quebecer, it's, it's you know, it can go two yeah. ways, right? You can either feed off of it and be so motivated and give the best of yourself and end up doing great, or, uh, you know, you can struggle with it. And it's it's not for everyone. It's it's a tough market, very, very tough market if you're from here. I mean, I'm from Halifax, so I was a big Druin fan. I watched him with the Mooseheads. I watched that Memorial Cup. Um, and I had high hopes for him. Uh, I just think the expectations were too high on him. I think uh, everyone's expecting 80, 90 points, and uh, he, he just never – it never amounted to that. And uh, I don't know. A lot of people say he has an attitude problem. I don't think he does. I think uh, I, I, I've met Drew in a couple of times. I, I think yeah. he's a great person. From what I see on the things, but like even this this summer, he was doing the thing for the the tennis and stuff like that. He does. He does listen, he does. Uh, he does everything. He shows up to a lot of events. He does great work in the community. He's got a foundation. Yeah. Has given which has raised a lot of money for the Chum Hospital. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Look, I think he'll start on one of the top two lines. He'll be given, I think, a great opportunity. And once again, if it's not going to work with Marty St. Louis, hard pressed to think that it's yeah. going to work somewhere else at that point. Uh, I think this is going to be his best shot out of all the years. Uh, he's given his wrist some time now to heal both of them. And he's going to be playing once again under Marty St. Louis and in less of a pressure environment where the Canadians know that they're rebuilding. They're going with young players. Uh, although they want to win, you know, losing is not going to be the end of the world. So I think it's a great situation for players like him to actually play their best hockey and have their best season. If there's a year, the drawing is going to explode in a good way. I think it could be this year. If he doesn't, then at that point, I think he'll be dealt at the deadline. This was a lot of fun, Greg Wilson, of the yeah. Hockey Writers and your podcast as well, Habs Unfiltered. That's correct. There you have it. A shuttle for you. Thanks for doing this. Let's talk soon. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. There you have it. I'm Marinaro, the Sick Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Ciao for now. Who's better than me? Nobody. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.